0: All right. So every Sunday we uh, we look forward to bringing these prophecy updates. Uh, and and more and more people. I was talking to one of the brothers uh, in between services, and you know, at his workplace, everybody who's not a Christian is talking about what's happening in the Middle East, what's happening in the world, the special they saw on the Discovery Channel about the end of the world. Uh, and and we have these answers. Uh, we have these answers. And so every week we bring you a prophecy update showing you how the trends and the news in the world corroborate what the Bible said would be happening in the last days. A literal reading of the Bible reveals that in the last days, the nation of Israel would be regathered to the land unconditionally promised to her by God. We are privileged to see that prophecy miraculously fulfilled. Uh, it, it is probably the single greatest uh, 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 reason that to believe that we are in the last days because God said he would bring his people back having scattered them all over the world and they would never be dispossessed again. And and that's the situation we find ourselves in. And so this end times clock is ticking. Once regathered, the Bible predicts that Israel would become a constant burden in the affairs of all the other nations and peoples of the world. One of the verses that brings this out is Zechariah 12.3 written over 2,000 years ago. Uh, The prophet says, It shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples. All who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all the nations of the earth are gathered against it. Now, the United States is still one of Israel's remaining allies, but our support for Israel is waning, just as you would expect from Zechariah chapter 12. On February 19, a website that reports on the United Nations posted a story titled, In sharp reversal, U.S. agrees to rebuke Israel in Security Council. Here is an excerpt from that article. It says, The U.S. informed Arab governments Tuesday it will support a U.N. Security Council statement reaffirming that the 15-nation body, quote, "...does not accept the legitimacy of continued Israeli settlement activity." Just this morning, ABC News reported uh, that Hillary Clinton has come out. She said this before, but she said it again. Uh, The United States considers the Israeli settlements in this area that belongs to them uh, illegitimate. Uh, And so it's very interesting. In an opinion piece, Jeffrey Kuhner of the Washington Times commented on this. Here's some of what he wrote, and I quote, "...President Obama is siding with Israel's enemies." He is slowly fracturing America's long-standing alliance with the Jewish state and leaving it isolated on the world stage. The move is almost unprecedented. America has almost never publicly criticized Israel, our best friend in the Middle East and the region's only genuine Western-style democracy, at the UN. The reason? The organization is dominated by anti-Semitic, anti-American dictatorships obsessed with condemning the Jewish state. Israel is lambasted constantly while the rampant human rights abuses of other countries, especially Arab regimes, Russia and China, are barely noticed. The United States has opposed this double standard until now. Israelis rightly will conclude that Obama is willing to betray a pivotal pro-American ally in order to appease the Arabs. Radical Islamists also will realize that Washington's support is fickle. Their dream of driving the Jews into the sea no longer seems unattainable. In fact, now it is entirely possible. Kuhner goes on to Uh, state that it is very likely that the Muslim Brotherhood will gain control of Egypt. Their stated purpose is to establish an Iran-style theocracy. They want the restoration of an Islamic empire that stretches throughout the Middle East into all of Europe. And they have openly called for the destruction of Of Israel. Back in August of 2010, a website called Muslim Matters reported on declining support for Israel in the United States and other nations. Citing a survey carried out by pollster Stanley Greenberg and sponsored by an American Jewish group called the Israel Project, they found that, and I quote, in August of 2009, 63% of Americans polled said that the U.S. does need to support Israel. In June of 2010, 58% of respondents shared the same view. By July, only 51% said the U.S. needed to support Israel. Greenberg's data showed similar findings among public opinion in Germany and Sweden. Only 19% of German respondents said they felt warm or very warm feelings toward Israel, while 50% responded that they experienced very cold or unfavorable feelings toward Israel. The survey also showed Germans favored Palestinians over Israel, with 26% saying they felt warm or very warm feelings towards them and 39% feeling cold or very cold feelings towards the Palestinians. Greenberg conducted similar surveys in European countries and said the data reflects the worst time for Israel uh, with regard to public opinion since 2008. Someone else who feels very cold towards Israel is Libyan dictator Muammar Gaddafi. On February 15, a Jewish website, Arut Shavuot, reported that, and I quote, Gaddafi has called for a mass Arab march on Israel in an attempt to force Israel into accepting Arab demands. He directed his call to Palestinian Authority Arabs and to millions of Arabs who define themselves as Palestinian refugees that seek to return to Israel. The purpose of the mass march would not be to declare war, but rather, and this is a quote, to create a problem for the world. Now isn't that last statement to create a problem for the world exactly what Zechariah said would be happening 2500 years ago? I'm pretty sure that Muammar Gaddafi is not reading Zechariah. He might be, uh, but you know, he just these quotes a couple of weeks ago I told you how Benjamin Netanyahu pretty much quoted from 1 Thessalonians or 2 Thessalonians chapter 5 and uh, this is blowing our minds. As always, we're not predicting anything. We're simply pointing out that the news and the trends in the world are exactly what you'd expect if these were the last days spoken of in the Bible. If you were just reading the Bible, you didn't know anything else about what was going on in the world, you'd read it and you'd think, wow, I bet Israel is a nation again, and all the nations of the world are lined up against her. And then you would read the newspaper or log in, however you get your news, and you'd find that this is exactly true. Especially since there are so many other signs We cite all the time the advancements in technology that make it possible for human beings to be chipped or otherwise marked, just like the Apostle John said in the first century. We often cite a movement towards a single world currency and a cashless global society. And we often cite the alignment of specific nations against Israel, led by Russia and Iran, just like the Bible says in Ezekiel 38, will happen in the last days. Again this morning, so hard to keep up with the news, Iranian warships are moving through the Suez Canal to position themselves against the nation of Israel. At some point, even the most hardened skeptic must admit that things are lining up exactly the way the Bible said they would. Are you ready for the return of Jesus Christ? That's the question. Fulfilled prophecy aside, nothing needs to occur before Jesus can return to resurrect and rapture His church and take us home to be with Him until uh, before the great tribulation begins. That event, the rapture, is always presented as imminent, meaning it could occur right now with nothing else needing to be fulfilled. Get ready. Stay ready. Keep looking up because ready or not, Jesus is coming. Amen.